Then Jesus told them a parable about their need to pray always and not to lose heart. He said, In a certain city there was a judge who neither feared God nor had respect for people. In that city there was a widow who kept coming to him and saying, Grant me justice against my opponent. For a while he refused. But later he said to himself, Though I have no fear of God and no respect for anyone, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will grant her justice, so that she may not wear me out by continually coming. And the Lord said, Listen to what the unjust judge says. And will not God grant justice to his chosen ones who cry to him day and night? Will he delay long in helping them? I tell you, he will quickly grant justice to them. And yet, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? Sometimes as a pastor, I get to teach people how to pray. Not because you have to pray a certain way. There are many ways that we can pray. But because prayer can seem kind of intimidating at first. Talking to God, the creator of the universe, and just like sharing what's on your heart and mind, like God cares about me and has time for that, for every single person to bend God's ear with all their needs and hopes and fears and thanksgivings. And then I have to say, yes, it's true. God does care and God does have time. There is no limit. God wants to know your needs and your hopes and your fears and your thanksgivings. And then I might give some advice on how to get started. Maybe it is praying with your hands together and your eyes closed to help you focus. <laughs> potato, potato. I might suggest reading psalms or a sung prayer that can become family tradition, or praying at certain times of day or writing down your prayers. Sometimes I teach kids using the hand prayer where each finger is a prayer prompt or use a helpful mnemonic. But praying is really rather simple. Just talk to God and do that as often as you can. If you find praying hard to do, then you're not alone. The people around Jesus needed some help with prayer too. Today's gospel and next week's are both lessons in prayer. Today our reading begins Jesus told them a parable about their need to pray always and not lose heart. This is a teaching story, teaching us something about prayer. Now there is a judge and a widow. The judge is a person of power. Like today, the judge has a position that is respected and has authority to hear cases People expect judges to act impartially, to do what is right and fair and good. Except this judge is someone who does not respect God or people. He serves his own self-interest. 
And in comes this widow seeking justice. In the context, not like today, widows are powerless with very little social standing. It's why throughout scripture, widows are listed along with the orphans and the poor, classes of people in need of protection. Without good people taking care of them, looking out for them, they could end up with nothing. At first glance, this is a David and Goliath situation. All the odds are stacked against the widow in her pursuit of justice. But this widow doesn't just ask for justice once. She returns over and over again, relentlessly. She won't give up. She keeps coming back, showing up, bothering the judge, forcing him to hear her case. She will not rest until justice is done. And finally, it works. The unjust judge gives in. He is worn down and she is granted justice. In life, we have many opportunities to be like the judge or to be like the widow. In a world where there is poverty, a climate crisis, racism, violence, and a variety of evils, there is a constant cry for justice around us. And we can be like the judge, refusing to see and hear the need, refusing to act, turning our heads so we don't see it, distracting ourselves so we don't have to be uncomfortable. Or we can be like the widow, one who keeps working for justice, who keeps showing up, doing what we can with what we have, not discouraged by the bad judge, knowing that justice will prevail. Thank you. Now, while God is the ultimate judge, God is not the judge in this parable. This unjust judge is to illustrate the exact opposite of God's character. If we were going to assign parts here today, the way of Jesus is the way of the widow persistently pursuing justice, wearing down our hardened hearts with relentless love, revealing to us the way of God's heavenly kingdom. But what does all this justice stuff have to do with prayer? Pray always and do not lose heart. When we're following Jesus, we're working for justice. It's right there in our baptismal promises, part of our call as Christians. But working for justice, bringing God's kingdom to earth is hard work. Not because God is slow to act, but because people are. This work is what we're called to do our whole lives. And sometimes we're going to feel powerless like the problems are too big and we're too small and our voices won't be heard. We need to pray so we don't lose heart. We're going to need to pray a lot. Prayer reminds us that God is with us always. Prayer transforms our will to God's will, helping us to see where there is need. 
Prayer empowers us to do this work that we are called to do. Prayer allows us to give over our weariness and our burdens and our fears to the one who is already carrying them. It's through prayer that our work for justice becomes holy, life-giving work. In the novel Transcendent Kingdom by Yah Jiasi, Gifty, the main character, is struggling with her faith, especially this idea of praying without ceasing. How can it be possible, she asks. How can you live this passage of scripture? To her, it just sounds like a test that we're all bound to fail. Her mother offers her daughter this interpretation. If you are living a godly life, a moral life, then everything you do can be a prayer. Instead of trying to pray all day, live your life as prayer. Yeah. Live your life as prayer. This parable is about prayer and it's about justice. The two can't really be separated when you follow Jesus because prayer without justice would be empty words, and justice without prayer would be limited by our own effort and our own abilities. Our call as Christians is to live our lives as prayer. We have an opportunity to do that today. Okay, I think this is a noisemaker moment. Today is Crop Walk Sunday. (laughs) The Crop Walk has been around for a while. In 1969, a thousand people in Bismarck, North Dakota, raised $25,000 to stop hunger. And then in 1970 came the first official crop walk for the hungry in York County, Pennsylvania. Now in 2022, there are over 1,300 crop walks each year More than 5 million walkers have participated in more than 36,000 crop hunger walks in just the past two decades. That's over 50 years of crop hunger walks. Over 5 million people working together on a shared mission. In a way, these numbers can be discouraging. So many people working so hard for so long, and yet there is still hunger in our world. There are still systems that perpetuate poverty and children who don't get enough to eat and communities without access to the most basic necessities, such as clean water to drink. It could be enough to make you throw up your arms and quit. What's the point? But Jesus says, pray always. Be like the widow. Don't lose heart. Keep pestering the unjust authorities and systems of this world until you get justice. God is alive and active in the world. God is working through you. So we continue to walk. And we look for the signs of God's heavenly kingdom in this work. Like, wouldn't you say it's pretty encouraging that 50 
million people can share the same mission, or that collectively we can commit to a single objective for over 50 years, that just $25 provides a water filter for a home to provide fresh, clean water for drinking and cooking, and that $130 can provide four months of groceries for a family when working through local food banks. And here's the one I really like. This one gets me. That $250 can provide 1,000 mango trees, 1,000 mango trees, which prevents soil erosion and provides nutrition for multiple families. It really is amazing that every walker and donor in every walk, each and every year, makes a real and lasting difference. That families are fed and communities receive new wells and farmers are supported. And even if we never meet these neighbors, lives are changed each and every year. In the Crop Hunger Walk, Every step is a prayer. Every step is a request for justice and trust in God's promises. In the gospel lesson, the widow is the unlikely hero. God working through the powerless rather than the powerful. It's an awesome reminder that what we do with our lives matters, that no one is too small or too insignificant, that our actions, our work towards justice, every step we take makes a difference. God is with us. Our very lives are a prayer. So never lose heart. Amen.